Welcome to the main column, proudly brought to you by our season sponsor, Maricam. Maricam is a global leader in full-service sulfur removal, caustic treating, and spent caustic treatment technologies. We also provide spent caustic handling services as an alternative to technology solutions. Maricam's reputation stands on principles of proven performance, unsurpassed expertise, and an uncommon commitment to its customers. For more information, visit Maricam.com. All right, so hello, everyone. I want to welcome you all to the latest edition of Hydrocarbon Processing's podcast series, The Main Column. This is a very special edition because we are live from the AFPM Summit. And now we have a very special guest joining us today, Matt Kirchner. He is the Vice President of Marketing, FCC for WR Grace and Company. So we're going to be discussing with Matt the ins and outs of the catalyst market. And we've got a lot to get to today on today on today's episode. So let's go ahead and welcome Matt in. Matt, how are you doing today? Doing great, Lee. Thanks for having us. This is a great, great forum here. Absolutely. And, and yeah, thanks for giving us a couple minutes of your day. So um, just to start off, before we dive into uh, the bulk of our discussion today, can you let the audience know a little bit more about uh, WR Grayson Company and, of course, your role with, with, the, with the company? Absolutely. So, you know, Grace is a specialty chemicals company. We're based in Columbia, Maryland here in the U.S. Um, we've been around for well over 100 years mm-hmm. in a variety of different formats and a variety of different businesses. But at our heart, we're a specialty chemicals company, um, and in particular, a company that's committed to catalysis. So we have three different uh, businesses or operating units. We have refining technologies, which is where I reside. We're a supplier of FCC catalysts. Um, through our joint venture with Chevron, Advanced Refining Technologies, or ART, we supply okay. hydroprocessing catalysts. Um, we have a different operating unit called specialty catalysts that supply polyolefin catalysts and chemical catalysts. We also have a licensing business in, in polypropylene. Um, and we have our third business unit is materials technologies, which supplies advanced silicas into a variety of different uh, consumer applications uh, and also into the fine chemicals industries as well. Um, you know, we're you know, the big news for us is back in 2021, we pivoted from being a public company to being a private company. We right. were acquired yeah, yeah. by Standard Standard Industries, which has been really exciting. It's really streamlined our growth trajectory as a company. Um, in terms of my role, you know, Vice President of Marketing for Refining Technologies, uh, in particular on FCC Catalysts. So driving value for our customers globally through our team, you know, really a couple different areas, really driving new product development. Uh, thinking about driving the strategy for our business, which is uh, a role for for our function here at Grace, and driving regional strategies in terms of application expertise and also catalyst uh, selection for our different customers in the various regions. Awesome. So, yeah, and that's exactly where I want to get to today is about catalysts. So uh, just to kind of start off, we'll start a little bit broad, but what are some of the most significant challenges that you're seeing in the catalyst market today? I mean, wow, where to begin? I mean, it's been a wild couple of years. Yeah. I mean, it's thinking it's about... It's an understatement. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's like the, the activity in the last couple of years has probably paced that of the last couple of decades. Um, it's not an exaggeration. Thinking about the COVID pandemic and the historic demand disruption that we saw um, and our customers pivoting in terms of how to how to navigate those challenges to 2021 and 2022, thinking about um, you know the raw material inflation and and supply security considerations, and in particular for us, you know the the raw material inflationary dynamics for catalysts outpaced that uh, that we saw into the marketplace. 
to today where we think about refining margins being historic highs. Yeah, I mean, Q2 of last year, historic highs for refining margins. Even now, it's very, very high relative to what it was last year, which has created a high demand for FCC catalysts. Um, so very tight market right now. It's not just a, a gray statement. It's a market-wide um, phenomena. And so for us, as a leader in FCC Catalyst, it's, it's our challenge right now is to making sure that we, for, for our customers that we supply, yeah. we have reliable operations, security of supply, but also commitment to differentiated technology and driving that through our products that we supply. So it's been an evolving couple years, exciting couple years uh, to be in the marketplace. Excellent. And, and what you just said right there is a great catalyst to my next question. Because with these different challenges in the catalyst market, how is your company addressing those challenges? You know, it's, it's, it's a great question, um, Lee. And, you know, for Grace, as a, as a company, we, we're, we're unique in that we're one of the only suppliers that have the sole and unique focus of being a premier catalyst company. Mm -hmm. And as a leadership position, we feel like we have an obligation, frankly, responsibility to invest. Um, Investing in technology, investing in people, investing in our plants and in our network. Um, It's more than just marketing words on campaigns. It's, It's how do we create tangible value for our customers in developing new differentiated solutions, thinking about um, the plants that we serve, making them more reliable, making them more fungible, thinking about our people, the folks that we bring in to, to drive a premier level of technical service, which is what our customers demand and require, and our network. Um, we think about you know recent new startups for Grace in terms of analytical. We have a new ECAT lab in Oman, a new ECAT mm-hmm. lab in yeah. Kazakhstan. Um, it's, it's comprehensive in terms of our commitment uh, but it starts with investment, and it's what we're committed to as a company and also within standard industries. Excellent, excellent. And so, I mean, you look at the catalyst market all day long. So I'm kind of curious, where do you see catalyst demand growth in the future? It's um, it's exciting, right? There's a lot of conversations right now about the energy transition and mm-hmm. when does peak oil happen, when does peak refining uh, refining product demand happen. What's exciting for FCC Catalyst is challenge and excitement at the same time is that we continue to see FCC Catalyst demand outpacing that of transportation fuels. Okay. Just to give you an example, Lee, so you know, thinking about you know, the last 10 FCCs that have shut down versus the last 10 that have started up new grassroots units, the new ones are more complex. They have unit designs that require more catalyst consumption. Oftentimes, they're running heavier feeds, which require more catalyst consumption. Okay. Yeah. Um, order of magnitude, we're thinking about catalyst consumption per barrel of feed for the new units are two to three times higher than those that are shutting down. So we continue to be very bullish about the pace of refining um, catalyst consumption. So, you know, for us, it's, it's, it's extremely exciting because, you know, we continue to see catalyst demand outpacing that of transportation fuels um, for, for not just the next couple of years while refining margins are healthy, but also for the balance of this decade and decades to come. Right. Okay. Excellent. Now, one thing I get pretty interested in is, of course, research and development. So can you talk a little bit about you know, your company's R&D process? Yeah. I mean, so, you know, we have, um, you know, we have, we're profiling a marketing campaign at the current, at, at the summit here about a long history of looking ahead. Um, and for us, R&D is central to our commitment to providing mm-hmm. differentiated value. And like I said, it's not just words on a campaign. It's about differentiated solutions. And so, 
Um, the proof is in that commitment. You know, we tailor our products to meet the unique uh, challenges and performance needs of our customers with close co- collaboration with with those. Um, you know, we've been very ex- we've been very um, successful in recent years. Thinking about new product releases with Savanti, which is a, a next generation high propylene activity ZSM5 additive. We think about Midas Pro for iron tolerance applications. We think about our recent new product release with Paragon which is what we just launched back in the spring. Right. Um, you know, differentiated coke to bottom performance um, in the resid to propylene segment. You know, we have a robust R&D stage gate process, which we use to leverage, um, you know, ideas from our research team at the lab scale to bench scale to pilot and ultimately to plant and release. Um, it's, it's, it's fairly robust. We think about, you know, focus areas moving forward. We think about petrochemical feedstock production, so mm-hmm. propylene demand from FCCs. Uh, we think about iron tolerance, which is an com- increased problem for, for a lot of our customers. We think about value from alkylation and octane, and, and ultimately sustainability. Um, mm-hmm. Decarbonization is a, is, a, is a tremendous challenge for a lot of our customers. How do we connect to that with, uh, through our R&D stage gate process? Um, it's, it's a commitment that we at Grace and me and my function take very, very seriously. Uh-huh. And you said something interesting there because it's where I wanted to go with my last question, and that's with the uh, decarbonization. It's been, such, it's been so prevalent within our industry, as well as another thing that I want to focus on, and that, of course, is optimization. And so how are your products supporting companies looking to do both of those things, decarbonize and also optimize their operations? It, it's a it's a great question, and there's a lot of discourse in the marketplace about decarbonization and sustainability. Mm-hmm. Um, and for us, you know, one of the one of the great exciting things about being a private company right now, you know, we've had a longstanding belief that the public thesis on the energy transition was just not accurate. It's not. It's not. Um, it wasn't correct. Mm-hmm. And it's not to say that you know we are, we believe in decarbonization, the ambitions. Um, it's happening, right? And, and we have an obligation to be a part of it. Um, but it's not going to be an end to our industry today right. or in yeah. the, the balance of the decade. And so we're committed to being a part of our customers' ambitions, not only for the next decade, but decades to come. Um, so how do we help, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's a, variety of, a variety of ways. We think about application expertise. You know, Grace is fortunate in that we have multiple customers right now, for instance, that are co-processing bio-based or alternate feedstocks. And so leveraging that application expertise and our partnership with our customers to help inform how we develop new products to meet challenges such as oxygenates in, mm-hmm. our, in our customer systems, um, new exotic metals that are coming into our feeds. You know, how, do we, how do we develop um, you know, some, some solutions on, on that front as well? Um, it's through R&D advancements. Um, it's, it's about connecting our, our, customers, um, our customers' problems and value chains into solutions. It's real, right? We think mm-hmm. about our customers' value chains. You know, carbon is a cost of operation right now in Europe, increasingly yes. so in Asia Pacific. Um, what's, what's fun is that a lot of what our products enable today is to lower the carbon footprint um, for our customers' refined products uh, through advances in coke selectivity, for instance. So these are challenges that we've been addressing for decades, but how do we take that and connect it to what's coming into the future? Mm-hmm. Um, 
it's we believe this wholeheartedly, and we're in for the long haul at Grace. It's it's an investment in our customers' problems and our and, our, and solutions, and we're excited to be part of it. We're excited to be in forums like this where, you know, where we get to we talk to new people, make new connections, to talk about the challenges and how we can be part of the solution. So, you know, Grace, this is um, this is uh, whole this is this is core to what we do each yeah. and every day. Well, that's awesome. And really, Matt, I know how busy you are uh, at this event, so I really can't thank you enough for dropping by for a couple minutes uh, and discussing some of these critical issues within the hydrocarbon processing industry. So I really want to thank you for your time. Appreciate the opportunity, Lee. Yeah. Absolutely. And of course, as always, we want to thank all of you for listening to this latest episode of Hydrocarbon Processing's podcast series, The Main Column, live from the AFPM Summit. 